Hello, everybody around the world. We're here in Portland, Oregon. This is Adner and Asher. Um, tonight we decided to do like a podcast. Gonna talk about everything happening last summer, pandemic, social injustice, anything happened. Um, Asher decided he want to talk about like he will ask me ten questions. I will try to ask him ten questions, and we're gonna talk. Anything goes. So, and also, if you have time, uh, give me your feedback. If you want, um, if you like the the podcast, can you you can record a comment to me and Asher and let us know how you are doing. And if you different part of the world, you can record your comment in Spanish, French, English, Jew, German. We'll understand you. So, what's up, the world? Asha, what's up? So you say you're gonna ask me the first question or what? Yes, I'm gonna ask you the first question. No, no, I'm. Uh, since we share one mic, so I'm gonna pass him the mic so he can um ask me. So we're gonna do speed questions, and my first question to you is, how did the lockdown and quarantine impact you? Actually, um, I enjoyed though because I had to like get, stay home for seven months, like um, relax, um, start new podcast, read books, watch TV, go to gym, like um, hiking, the stuff I haven't time to do because usually when you have a job, you have to always wake up early, go to the job, spend all half your life in the job, but the seven months you spend at home, it's, it's really good though to relax and to reflect also. It was a strange, strange thing happened to our world. It was surprising. Everybody was sick and every day people are dying. That's my first time I saw so many people die in one year all over the world. That was strange, that was weird. That was scary, and um, family. I cannot see my family. Everybody, we make sure they're okay. It was, it was, it was sad. Though. How about you, Asher? Overall, how this um, coronavirus and quarantine affected me overall was that um, it really did more damage than I thought it was gonna do good because. I mean, although the whole time of the quarantine, I was actually living in Portland again, right when everything started. Um, I moved back down here in March, and after that, my life kind of just got really crazy, you know? I wasn't working because of COVID. It was hard to find a job, you know? I was living in a tiny-ass apartment, two bedrooms, and I was living with 12 people. And as you could see, that doesn't really work out well. And, you know, I learned a lot and I went through a lot, but I'm still strong. I'm still standing on my feet. So that's the most important thing that I could have done. And I handled the situation the best I could have. So that is how it affected me. Personally, yeah, it did affect you. But about people around you, what did you think about all the country people uh, who don't have that much need um, support we have? Did you think about those people also? Do you, um, your heart's go to those people also? So, so let me know though.
So I'm going to be honest. Um, I, in that moment, I wasn't really thinking about anybody else except my grandma for, you know, a minute because as much as all of your other grandmas, you know, they're old, they get sick, some of them are with disability, you know, and I understand that. But I mean, what you can also understand is if you're coming from where I'm coming from is that in that moment, you're like, oh, crap, I could lose my grandma. Oh, crap. So then you only focus on that. Yeah. After I started to realize how much is impacting the rest of the world, that's when I started to become scared, anxious, nervous. Uh, after I seen all of the death rates in all the countries and how it was spiking and decreasing and spiking again, you know, it was really scary. Um, I did actually donate to a couple charities for the coronavirus. I helped out with canned food drives. I helped and supported not only the coronavirus, but I was also helping out my community in any way that I could. And so, you know, I'm still helping to this day. And I'm not going to stop until we are back and better and there's no more virus. Um, did you plan to get vaccination also vaccinated? Me, I did my first dose. You tried. Yes. Are you going to do it? Actually? So I actually am half of the way vaccinated. I got my vaccine about, I want to say three weeks ago. And I believe you're supposed to get it within like a, the second one and about... Well, I think I take my second one in about a week. Um, I'm going to have to go back down to Ashland, Oregon and get my second dose of the shot. But I, since I'm a frontline worker and I am a caregiver and I work with the elderly, um, I have to be vaccinated because we are first responders and I am most at risk. So, yes, I did have to get it. That's good. Um... And also, um, while we uh, the pandemic was raging, um, we also get problem with um, racial justice in the country. And did that affect you, or did you uh, actually care about it, or did you surprise? Um, I don't know. Me, I went down like many times taking pictures, and, but I don't like it the way they were doing it because yeah. I explained to you um, after actually gave his opinion. Okay. Yeah. So I actually participated in two of the BLM protests in Portland, Oregon, and that's where they got the craziest. Um, I didn't care what was gonna happen to me. All I cared about was being there for people of color standing up with my allies and supporting and doing everything that I could. Um, thank you guys for this. Uh, you can catch us back at part two. We will be discussing more of this topic and getting more open. Hey, Asher, come on, come on, come on. You see Asher, like, in the studio right now? He's still on the phone. Okay, Asher, okay. Let me ask you something. If you have no fear whatsoever, no fear, of anything, no fear of people judging you, no fear at all, what you would do if you get no fear at all in your life? Fear of judgment, fear of failure, fear of like people disappointing on you. Yeah. What, what will you do with that attitude, with that um that attitude? Um with that mindset? Yes. 
So here's the cool thing is everything you just said is what I do. I don't live every day. I don't pay attention to people, what people have to say to me or what my fears are. Because you know what? If you pay only attention to that and you're only consistently thinking about that, you're never going to move anywhere and you're going to always be afraid of that. You're never going to be able to move up in life. You're never going to be able to become a better person because that will always be in the back of your mind and that will always, always come up during every single situation. No, Asher, I'm, the thing I'm trying to say, I'm not talking about, for example, um, don't think about your family. Don't, don't say about your society, your job. Think about as an individual right now, if you have no fear whatsoever in your life, what will you do with your life? Like what, what, what there, what thing you will try to do just with no fear, for example, no fear at all. You know, everybody got, even though how, how wealthy they are, how poor they are, everybody got kind of fear in their life, no matter who they are. Even a president got some fear of failure. A politician has some fear of failure. Parents have some fear of failure. Everybody. Yeah. I, I got that on them. So what would That's, I be doing if I didn't have that fear? Yes. What I would be doing if I didn't have that fear is I would probably be living my uh, my goal, which is become a musician, songwriter, singer, which I am incredible at singing and writing music, but I have this constant fear that nobody's going to like what, how I sound. Or I'm consistently in fear that they're going to not like my voice or how I sound or my transitions. So if I was really, truly able to live the life that I really want to but consistently have fear doing, it would be exactly that. I would start posting stuff. I would start making myself being known, but it's that fear that holds me back from it. Okay. So you just know what your fear. Are you, are you, are you plan to cope with it or to do something about it in the future? Oh, after you can ask me a question too though. Okay. That's your question. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, Am, and I've already taken the first step to overcoming that fear is when I posted my first song on TikTok. Um, I wrote it myself. And so that was my way to step off of that plank and just open up new doors for myself. So that's how I and would do that. You know, the chair, the, the reason I don't like it sometimes, you, you can hear that in the podcast, the chair. When you're oh, moving, shit. that's why I don't like to use it. Though, oh, we got a bad trade in Oregon. It's okay. That's Oregon. Everything weird. So, um, we're gonna go back because we're gonna do a short sleep. But Ashley gonna ask me something. Oh, like, oh, we get fourteen minutes. Ha <laughs> ha. We need to talk more, though. Yeah, yeah, actually, you need to go until probably seven more minutes. Okay. Because we got time though. And also, um, people have been listening to our podcast. We got over like thousand, um, not only listen, uh, listener around the world, people from Cameroon, Zambia, Sweden, New Zealand, Australia. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, I appreciate that, and you probably will love Asher also. So, Asher will like. Oh, can you um, what inspired you to write? You know, because you said you want to be. A, Musician, yeah, I got a TikTok um too, but I don't I don't do dance, I don't sing, 
I used to sing when I was a kid, though, because if you grow up in Christian church, they force you to go to the choir, do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they do. But actually, I can sing, but I can I, I cannot be a professional like Asher or R&B, but I don't know. <laughs> um, what were you saying? Oh. <laughs> No, I want to know what inspired though. Oh, because what inspired me? Okay. Actually, I wrote a song though. Not not a song. A I wrote a. I'm gonna look for it while Asher talking. I'm gonna look for it. So I wrote something, but I need somebody to put some music on it. Yeah. What inspired me? Um. What inspired me is all of the trauma, all of the pain that I've been through, you know, all of the situations that I've been through. They have... So you can stand up if you want to. I'm going to sit down. Y'all won't hear the chair anymore. But... <laughs> um, And it just inspired me, you know, all of the pain, all of the suffering I've been through, you know, it just comes out in my lyrics and my words and when I'm thinking, like, my thoughts automatically just go into a notebook and you know those tend to make really good songs and it's when you're feeling most vulnerable it's when you should really really write things down because that can make an amazing song it can tell a story you know you can hear it behind their voice the emotion that they go through and the physical and emotional pain that they went through um and so that inspires me and also you know all the great things that have happened to me in my life you know they really inspired me to write music as well but just from my background you know that gives me a lot of inspiration so i'm able to write um actually for example like um you said um all the inspiration you have it be from your pain emotion for example if you go through those and you write something and are you able to move on from those issues because you already deal with them in the song you deal with them in writing so yeah are you able to move on yeah, yeah. So that's exactly how you do move on. That's exactly how you cope with it. You get it all out and then you say it and you move forward and you become a better person, not necessarily just becoming a better person, but moving on from that and letting yourself know that I went through that and now I can let go of it and move past it. So now I'm going to ask, Adner, a question. And when we come back for another question. So make sure you guys tune into that. Hello, guys. Um, Welcome back to part two. As I said in the previous video, we're just going to be continuing to talk about different topics and bring up different things that if you like getting spoke about so i would say my next question is how is it like going from sunny clear days to amazing amazing things you work in a normal life schedule and then having to deal with not being with your family or like being away from them how do you cope with that and how do you keep yourself just continuing being successful? Depend what kind of family you have. For example, if you have a family, everybody gonna support you, 
we'll be glad to stay around them. But if they're gonna support you, the best way to grow is to go away, move away, and build your own life. As you might know, Asher, if you live close to a relative, they usually the most um, negative people you can. They don't respect you, they don't show any respect, any caring, and not caring. They actually want to use you. So I remember when I was in Florida, like my, my family, every time they want to go to the mall, oh, I had to take me to the mall. Anything they, every time they want something from you, they'll talk to you. But when they don't need you, they don't care. For example, if you have a car problem, nobody want to help you, they don't care because they just don't care. Yeah. But when they need something, they use you, they use you, they use, they use you. Um, some people are lucky. They got supportive family around them. You got uncle, mom, dad, people supporting you. But in Florida, most people support me. And people are actually strangers. Stranger was more generous to me. Yeah. And they were helping me the most, you know, than, than my, my own family. My, my family just wants stuff out of me, you know. Even though they were able to support me, but... I don't care. But when I move to Oregon, um, I do my own thing and people help me. And when I come here, people, they just, at church, everywhere I go, they help me with job, help me place to stay. No question asked. They just caring for me because I get a good vibe. I um, I was a caring person also. I, I like to help. I like to volunteer. So, uh, so, so um, I, I call them. I call them, but... I like to do my own life, um, build my own, go through life, do my own journey. So that's more fun than really on people not really supportive. So that's what I think, though. Okay, so I see your opinion. And actually, I can relate to you on that a lot just because of the fact that I have the same amount of thinking that you do when it comes to that because I was raised in the foster system. I wasn't out of DHS and all of that until I was 18 years old. So having to raise myself from 13 to now, you know, my family didn't want shit to do with me. They had plenty of opportunities to get me back. And then once I was older, I went up there and I got a job. You know, like you were saying, like all they wanted me was for money. They asked me if I was going to pay for this, this and if I was going to pay for that. You know, I, out of the kindness of my heart, I paid for my grandmother's cable bill one time and then she just assumed that that meant that I was going to keep paying for it. And so when I told her no, you know, she completely freaked out. And here I am, a minor working big, working 13 hour days illegally. Um, all for them just to be money hungry and not give a fuck about me. You know, they don't want to help me out, but they want me to help them out. They don't want to put any of the work in. They just want somebody else to do all the work. That way they can just, you know, lay back and not have to do shit. And I don't agree with that. And so, you know, I don't help them out, like, at all. You know, if they need me to buy them something, I will buy them for them. I will not give them cash because they're also drug addicts and stuff like that. I play with a lot of things and it's not suitable and not healthy to be around. So I had to leave that one time. back up here first. So that's how I can relate to you on that. And I understand how it feels. And I get the struggle and I know it's hard. Um, but we wouldn't be where we are today taking that step away and focusing on ourselves and our future and our goals. Yeah, um, I think um, you're not, you know, don't don't be afraid to move on and take care of yourself, though. Take, take care of yourself, though. You know, because 
at the end of the day, you the the only good person you have is yourself, and you have to encourage yourself. Look for support actually outside your family, in your community. Be resourceful, you know. Be resourceful, looking for help, and people. You will surprise how much people will love you if you're willing to help yourself. Don't feel hopeless because if you're hopeless, you're discouraged. So um gonna stop a lot because we do like short segments so it can be easier for edited so we can go really fast um i know a lot of people have been watching the news and we get some problems all over the world in our country we see people um, we used to have a guy president in our country the ways mistreat people so sad to see the ways mistreat our kids um i was so sad um Hopefully things get a little better. So we're gonna stop again. We're gonna go to the next question, okay? Stop, Ashley. Ashley, I've been so good tonight, and nice to talk to you. Asher, <laughs> it's brave. Okay, stop it now. what's up though um i got a question i like asked everybody I'm, i've met because you know what's going on around the world um um yesterday i was you see right here i got a map of the world and they see they get at least 10,000 languages extend because of colonization because of the european go to those country and still you know you know the story um do you think if all the civilization was allowed to exist, like the people from the Taino, the Native American, the no slavery, no nothing, because they get more people dead in the history of the world than people alive? Do you know that? They get more people dead than alive in the history of the world. More people dead die than more people alive because of all the war hatred stuff like that do you think if they all the civilization were allowed to go through their cycle of life do you think our world would be more richer better more grounded more different than the world we have right now you thinking you thinking You tried to process the question, though. Did you get it? Yes, I got it. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, I, you're basically asking me, like, what I think you would look like if all that was just equal and nothing. No, no, no. For example, for example, first people who used to live in America was the native that. Most people um, in America was native. Yeah. Different culture. Okay. In every part of the South America, native. They were rich in culture in Africa. People, the culture was so rich because of the colonization. People losing. I told you they get at least ten thousand language dead, extent. 
because people invite this culture and force those people to speak the language. Now people lose the 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 root, the culture, the language. For example, half of the world speaks French, half of the world speaks Spanish and English. Major languages of uh, invader yeah. because they lose our culture. Do you think if all those people were allowed to live the life, live the circle of life, our world would be like much richer or different? What do you think about that? We are a victim also because we, we, our family, our ancestor, have it with the speed, the culture, the speed. Now we we adopt our invader culture. So. Um, I don't think. I think that no matter what could have happened, something worse could have happened. I mean, what happened is fucked up, twisted, not okay. Um, but the sad part about it is that it happened, and I feel like I, I can't really express much about this topic because no matter what I would say isn't really going to spit out what I'm trying to say, but I can't think of the words for what I want to say. That's true. Um, there is an asking you, asking you, because you've been watching TikTok. Yeah. Every time you turn, somebody complaining what happened four or five hundred years ago. People are talking about what white people did to black, what white people did to Hispanic. They keep talking like something happened yesterday. It's so impactful, the behavior of those people. Yeah. And the reason I think about it because people have been talking about it lately and everywhere in the news. Yeah. And also you have the police shooting. It's just the those part of the, the past history, you know? That's yeah. why we still thinking about it. I mean, you were totally correct. A lot of people, it's it's getting brought up a lot more nowadays. And I think it's, you know, I was talking about this with my aunt, you know, a few days ago. And we were talking about how all this stuff that went down in history is now starting to be talked about. It's starting to be brought up. And more people are starting to find out what really happened. You know, I feel like a lot of teenagers and young adults don't know what happened because they teach you completely different curriculum in high school and they don't teach you what actually happens you know they make you only think about columbus and all this boring shit but what really needs to be told is how many people of color were hung from trees how many native americans were murdered how many hispanics were taken away from what really belonged to them and you know it sucks and it has me at a loss for words but I'm glad it's being talked about now, and I am glad that people are starting to focus more and realize the bigger picture and what has always been the bigger picture because people didn't really think about that. But now that they see all this happening, that now is the time to start to speak up even louder and actually make some change in this world because we do not need to go back to where white people were murdering colored people on the streets. That's not what we need. My problem, um, I've been watching like participate in Black Lives Matter. I don't think nobody got a solution. Nobody know how to go about it. No, to find a solution. In downtown Portland, bunch of white people take over the movement. Even 
actually there's been almost Portland was the longest protest but nothing come out of the result nothing, nothing because they take it over and they don't know what they're doing right and it's become a mess and we're gonna take a um low short break so we're almost at the end we got like 20 more minutes asher yeah okay see you see you see you we'll be right back So the next topic and what well, my question is, and I'm gonna do a little explaining too, is notice how a lot of white people took over the BLM movement. And if you're slow and you don't know what that is, the Black Lighter, Black Lives Matter movement worldwide. Um, I noticed a lot of white people came in and they took it over. And I know one of the kids, well, like he's he's well, I mean, he's the one who set the capital i believe of portland on fire his name is rico um he is now facing serious charges but um one thing that really pissed me off is there was a woman of color who was completely naked and she was standing in front of a wall of police riot officers and she was making a statement and trying to get it out there um it was it was a black woman and there was a white man who stood in front of her and he took all the credit for it and it really pissed me off because once again here is a woman trying to throw her life out there and prove a point and he just comes up and he gets in the spotlight and that takes away from them so they are taking away more than they are doing um so how do you feel about all of that um Things get really complex because we we married them. They rip out. For example, we most of us are the results of rape. We born out of it. Our family, our grandfather. So we is it's become more complex because the white don't want, the white people don't they don't know what they want. The black they don't know what they want, and we all in one world it's become so complex because we don't know what we really want because in, in portland i think people they feel guilty because because the, the way they mistreated the, the the black the black american but when they give the black american um when they the black american tell them what they want they ref- they have to go through the system because the system is controlled by the white. So no matter what we want, it will never be able achievable because they had they going in to decide it. The law, the justice, the the power, the people in charge, the system, the entire system is controlled by them. If we have a demand, they're the one who have to approve it. Yeah. So 
it will be watered down no matter what we asked it will be watered down because we live in a system yeah um even though we separate from them you always I don't think we will never have a solution because if it that lasts almost 500 years we're not gonna get a solution yeah because it's, it's, it's too long, been too long. Yeah, exactly. So, we probably will, will, will end up like a couple few laws so we can get along. But in our lifestyle, that would never... Me, if I were me, if I were me, I would be very extreme. For example, if you do something, some harm to our community, you need to remove, like physically remove to our our city, our state. Take take them somewhere. All people, all people are where races want to live together. They should give them a state, a place where they can live together. You know, yeah. people get the same mindset. They should black, white, Mexican, whatever your race. If you get the same mindset, they should allow to live in the same place. Those people who cannot. No matter what you do, they still don't want to change their way. They should find another place to live. The country is big enough. People, everybody can live separately and peacefully. But if, if we still live together, we hate each other, we will never find a solution. Never. Because racism is not is evil. Actually, actually is hell on earth. Those people, if you read history, how they mistreat people, that's not human being. Me, human being don't don't treat people like that. Those are evil, like evil. Actually, I can tell those. For example, I remember in history in in it was in Florida, a couple, black couple, was swimming in a pool. A white, they come, drop acid in a in a pool. Human being don't behave like that lynching people human beings don't behave like that the way they act is like evil like they they're not human anymore okay let me let me tell you something the first time you think you're better than somebody else you you lose you lose your humanity so no matter what you do you'll never get that humanity again you know you will never get it back so one of the solution is like I said, if you get the same mindset, you're willing to live with people, default, it's okay. If you cannot cannot change, you should find someplace else to live, you know? Yeah. That's that's only solution because that thing lasts too long. 400 years, you think that gonna change? Nothing gonna change. And people, this we're not dealing with, with people, we're dealing with creatures, we're dealing with evil, actually, the actual evil. Evil don't change though. They don't change. They don't change. Any law, any law, anything cannot change people's hearts if you if feel hateful. I don't think that, I, I'm not hopeless, but I don't think we got a solution. Uh, uh, I don't think so. No, there's definitely no solution. Um, you know, they're going to try and try and try, but I don't think there's ever going to be a solution. I think the world's going to end with this continuing to be an issue and never being solved. Um, so yeah, that concludes that question.
Asher, wake up. Asher, Asher, man. Asher, so Asher, um, I heard you you like music. Yeah, you, you have to sing for us, though. What? I heard, um, they get people all over the world, like from England, Australia. <clears throat> they want to hear your pretty voice, though. And also, um, can you, um, do you have any definition of love, Hum? Because um, when I was when I was kid though, I read this in the Bible. God is love, so that's mean we're not God. So yeah, the only thing we can, the the only way we can be able to love somebody is by imitation. But I get that I get the hey little light bulb moment. Somebody asking me what's love. I said we cannot love because the Bible said God is love. If we don't love, we don't like God because God is love. But one thing, we're not God. That means God is the very essence of love. Us, as a human being, we can imitate God, reflection. Yeah. For example, if you if you see, for example, you live in Oregon, you see how beautiful that place are. When you love somebody, you provide for them. That's a gesture of love by providing yeah. for them. So the way you were, you see the nature, you see the food, you see the fruits, animal. That's the way God provides for us, how He loved us, because by providing so much stuff for us. So for us, for to love somebody, you have to imitate God. The only way, reflection. We can reflect God. We cannot love. We cannot love. We can reflect the love. For example, if you love somebody, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, one day if they do something wrong, and one moment you turn. You see how much hate you hate somebody. A few moments ago, you love him so much. He do something wrong. You hate him so much. We just, our love is um. I say that word. They got a word for it. I know the word for it. When you chase, in a dime, if somebody you love so much, like, if somebody start do something you don't like, you change completely. Yeah. That's why I love her, killing lover. Mom killing their child, and I want at one point they love them so much, but they do something. May God never acting like that. So our love, that's why I told you racism will never change because our our heart is is not a heart of a God. Is is hate, yeah. hate, hate. You know, you're the best friend. They're best friend forever. You do something wrong, you're not best friend anymore. Where this love goes? Yeah. So it just um. We can reflect that love, but we cannot fully, fully love somebody because love is not an essence. It's not part of who we are. Yeah. We can tolerate somebody. We can love somebody, but we cannot like really, really love it to death. And if they do something for us, we just keep forgive them. I never saw. That's why they got so much crime. So many love or kill each other. At one point, they were so in love, and I wanna. And they just change. They just, I don't get it. It's the same for racism and people. They hate so much. You see, hate is stronger. Hate is stronger than love. Yeah. You see how much, how many times the every time they kill a black family, they're the first one to go on TV to forgive the other, to forgive the other side. But I never heard the other side ask for forgiveness. Never, ever, ever, ever. I don't get it. What do you think, though? 
Um, I think love comes in many ways, different forms. And I feel like in order to love somebody, you have to open up your mind and really think about what you're going to be investing your time in and you're going to want to make sure you want to be with that person but I mean I was in love once and I bounced out of it real quick um it was a very toxic relationship and for that reason that's why I believe that love doesn't really exist um because you think you have it but you really don't I mean, I thought I did. I thought I was in love. I really did. I never was. I was. I don't even know what I was doing, but it wasn't it wasn't love. It was something completely different. And that makes me know that I still have yet to find love. And I mean, if it does exist, cool. If it doesn't, you know, I'm still going to live my life and be successful or not. But yeah, I don't really I don't really think love exists, honestly. But God is the very, very essence of love. That's that's when He's He's the only one capable to love, not us. We can reflect. You see the reflection of the sun. Yeah. You see when the sun reflects on us, it looks how beautiful it is. When it's go away, we are in the dark. That the same way, since God is the essence of love, we can reflect in behavior. When when He's not reflect on us, we change. We killing our lover. We killing our children. We killing our countrymen we clean our fellow citizen because we don't care look at people in colombia in for example you see the crime in holocaust same race they killing people like crazy put people in gas chamber human being they got no no actually i still don't get it how you put the entire family gas chamber nothing no remorse how you brought like thousands of people from Africa across the Pacific Ocean, millions of them in the bottom of the ocean, nobody feel nothing. You come to our native lands, killing people, the entire generation, nobody care. And nobody can explain that too. Oh, guess what? I read something on Asher. They say if you ask people's for example, those people who do those crime, you ask them for explanation. You try to ask them to justify the behavior. So it's become so deep though. We should have fun though. Asha gonna sing in the next in the final segment though. He gonna try, I'm gonna try. We'll see. We got the best voice. Okay. so much fun though Larry so much fun so much fun today you have fun yeah and he's really nice guys though I hope um the best you know oh Asher for example um before you go can you give a little advice um what did you learn so far about life and 
I don't know. Okay. Well, um, what what have I learned about life so far? Um, well, the one thing I can tell you is keep your head up and just walk with pride through every situation, no matter how bad it is. Um, never give up on yourself or else you will not amount to anything. And you know what? That might sound harsh, but it's the reality and the truth of it. So, yeah. Um, crap. Yeah, that's a good advice, though. But, um, me, my advice to you guys is to, um, live your best life, though. Um, what, don't let people issues to, like, um, slow you down people can do have their own racism their own stuff just move on and also they get um so many tools or uh, books who can take your mind off those and also the world's so big so they get part you can isolate yourself physically or emotionally from the world and to live your best life and um I know they get a lot of people, a lot of stuff go around us, but um, we can sometimes, actually, in your own home, we could go away from so much stuff, you know. Um, actually, that was fun. Probably next time when you come over, though, we we need to prepare something. When you prepare, you do more stuff, though. Yeah. Um. um definitely. I. No, y'all want to hear me sing, but I, I'm not prepared for that. But I will share a clip of what I do. And if you guys like it and you want to hear more, then on the next podcast, I will do a live cover of this song. But basically, this song is um, an artist wrote the instrumental and then I just put in vocals so let me know how you guys like it it's just gonna just give us one second it's just loading real quick and you get a title yeah so the song is called Look Back, and hopefully it plays now. My service is really bad. Sorry, y'all. Just give me one second. I need to... Okay, here you go. Sorry about that. Oh my goodness, it's taking longer than expected. Or you can say the word though. Okay, well, I guess I will give you all what you want. Okay, I'm just gonna do it acapella style. <clears throat> um, It's gonna sound bad, but we'll give this a try. And fuck, okay. So the, mo- the song is basically about how my, it's not finished yet, It's I've only written a couple verses. But it's just about my mom and what happened 
and how I feel about it and how I'm able to process it and move forward from the situation and all the trauma after I finish the song. So it is called When I Think of You. <clears throat> okay. And like I said, guys, I'm doing this acapella. I haven't warmed my voice up or anything, so y'all are lucky you're even getting this. <laughs> um, but a, I guess a promise is a promise. Okay. See? Oh, see? Yep, I already messed up. All right, here we go. Uh, let's try this again. I got to get in the right key. See? Okay. See the pain inside yourself every night. No, you tried but couldn't fight the drugs. Looking down on you like I just wanna see smile but i know it's not gonna happen for a while okay so that was it um it sounded horrible as fuck but i will get y'all a better version of that soon and you can hear the full song um my voice was hella bad i haven't warmed up so i don't blame you Anyway, I just want to say thank you guys. I had an amazing time on this podcast tonight, and I hope you guys took something away from this, and I hope that you learned that no matter what your struggles are and what you're going through, you can always overcome everything. And yeah, so I hope you guys have a great night, and I'm going to hand you to the host. Thank you, Asher. You are the best host ever. We got friend from Belgium. We're talking to our friend from Belgium, Germany. Asher, one of our third best guest we ever had um i hope we can do like actually you can stay home we do it like some someday or weekly or monthly yeah um you don't have to come over but i like when you come over because i like you being around you make it so fun thanks for coming thanks for spending time thanks for hanging out give me a feedback and thank you guys love somebody um love your family inspire people to live uh, the best life thanks asher sound good though i love your voice though sexy though bye i love you people this is adner and asher from portland oregon bye bye see you next